You are about to listen to an audiobook produced by Divine Creative Ministries. We have utilized the latest AI tools and advanced audio engineering techniques to bring you these public domain works at no cost. The content presented in these materials is intended for educational and meditative purposes and may not reflect the views or opinions of Divine Creative Ministries or our founders. We encourage listeners to thoughtfully and prayerfully compare the information presented in this audiobook to the biblical scriptures in order to form their own convictions and understanding. To help us continue to produce more digital resources like this, you can give at divinecreative.org or by downloading the Divine Creative app. Without any further ado, we present to you our Highway Robberies by F.W. Borum. Poor Mr. Littlefaith was violently assaulted and robbed in Deadman's Lane, so Bunyan tells us. But the remarkable thing about the crime was this, that when he recovered his senses and was able to investigate his loss, he found that his assailants had taken only his spending money. The place where his jewels were they never ransacked, so those he kept still. There is a subtle philosophy about the episode in Deadman's Lane. Prebendary Carlyle, the head of the church army, tells a delightful story of a Welsh miner who, in the great days of the revival, avowed himself a disciple of Jesus Christ. He had previously exhibited an amazing facility in the use of expletives of the baser kind. With his changed life, however, it became customary for him to meet the most exasperating treatment with a manly smile and a homespun benediction. His mates, disapproving the revolution in his behavior, one day stole his dinner. But all they heard their transformed comrades say was, Praise the Lord, I've still got my appetite, they can't take that. The good Collier only emphasized, in his own quaint way, the lofty logic of Deadman's Lane. The truth is embedded in the very essence of Christian teaching. The robbers always leave the best behind them, they cannot help it. The writer of the epistle to the Hebrews commends his readers for having taken joyfully the spoiling of their goods, and he adds, you are well aware that ye have in your own selves a more valuable possession, and one which will remain. Life's spoilers leave the best of the spoil after all. The pilgrims to the celestial city must all of them pass through the eerie shades of Dead Man's Lane, and they alone can enter that darksome avenue with a song on their lips, who are first assured of the absolute security of their best possessions. In one of the noblest passages of Sesame and Lilies, Ruskin deals with that great saying in the Sermon on the Mount concerning the treasures of the court, which a moth can destroy, the treasures of the camp, which rust can defile, and the treasures of the counting-house, which a thief can despoil. These, then, are the desperados of Dead Man's Lane, the moth and the rust and the thief, and these are the only things that they can steal, the treasures of place and of power and of pelf. But there must, as Ruskin argues, be a fourth order of treasure, a web made fair in the weaving by Athena's shuttle, a web that no moth can destroy, an armor forged in divine fire by Vulcanian force, an armor that no rust can defile, a gold to be mined in the very sun's red heart, where he sets over the Delphian cliffs, a gold that no thief can steal, deep pictured tissue, impenetrable armor, potable gold. Yes, there is, there is. And it was to this fourth order of treasure that Jesus pointed in his great sermon, it was treasure of this fourth order that Mr. Littlefaith safely retained after his robbery in the place where his jewels were. These the robbers never ransacked, so these he kept still. Now it so happened that Peter was standing by that day, 
and heard that great word about the robes of office that moths cannot eat, about the swords of power that rust cannot defile, and about the shining hoard that thieves cannot steal. And long afterwards the three sets of treasures were running in his mind when he himself wrote to scattered and persecuted Christians concerning the inheritance that is incorruptible, because no moth can corrupt it, and undefilable, because no rust can defile it, and unfading because no thieves can steal it. These are the jewels that the brigands of Dead Man's Lane can never touch. Oh, the night was dark and the night was late, and the robbers came to rob him. And they picked the locks of his palace gate, the robbers that came to rob him. They picked the locks of his palace gate, seized his jewels and gems of state, his coffers of gold and his priceless plate, the robbers that came to rob him. But loud laughed he in the morning red, for of what had the robbers robbed him? Ho, hidden safe as he slept in bed, when the robbers came to rob him, they robbed him not of a golden shred of the radiant dreams in his wise old head. And they're welcome to all things else, he said, when the robbers came to rob him. The lines inevitably recall the well-known story of Jeremy Taylor. His house had been pitilessly plundered, all his choicest possessions had been squandered, his family had been turned out of doors. Yet in face of his sore trial, the good man kneeled down and gave humble and hearty thanks to his God that his enemies had left him, the sun and the moon, a loving wife, many friends to pity and relieve, the providence of God, all the promises of the gospel, his faith, his hope of heaven, and his charity towards his enemies. Life's burglars and bandits can make but poor headway against a man of that temper. But of all those whose pockets have been rifled, and whose houses have been robbed, none have suffered more heavily than Paul. He knew the skill of the robbers better than any of us. Here is his own record. In stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and pain, fullness in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, yes, in peril of robbers. The sea had robbed him once, and the land had robbed him often. He knew what the robbers could steal, and he knew what they could not. Whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. These are life's spending money, which we may lose by violent hands in dead man's lane. But the apostle goes on, But now abideth faith, hope, love, these three, and the greatest of these is love. These are the jewels that the robbers cannot ransack. I had a friend, whose love no time could end. That friend didst thou to thine own bosom take. For this my loss I see no reparation. The earth was once my home, a habitation of sorrow thou hast made it for this sake. I had a love this bitterest did prove, a mystic light of joy on earth and sky, strange fears and hopes, a rainbow tear and smile, a transient splendor for a little while, then sudden darkness. Lord, thou knowest why, what have I left? Of friend and love bereft, stripped bare of everything I counted dear. What friend have I like that I lost? What call to action? Nay, what love? Lord, I have all and more besides, if only thou art near. In Florence visitors are shown the doors which Michelangelo declared to be fit for the gates of paradise. They are covered with exquisite pictures and picked out with noble imagery in bronze. 
but those gates were once gilded, and Dante speaks of them as the golden gates. The centuries have eaten away the guilt, but have been unable to touch one particle of the magnificent work of the immortal master. Let us put on a cheerful courage, therefore, as we enter Dead Man's Lane. The best always abides after the gleam and the gloss have worn off. That is forever and forever the strong consolation of the Christian gospel. The robbers steal the glitter. They cannot touch the gold. They take Mr. Little Faith's spending money, but his jewels are still his own after the brigands have decamped. You have been listening to Our Highway Robberies by F.W. Borum. Each and every chapter of this audio experience has been produced by Divine Creative Ministries. To help produce more digital resources like this and support the work of Divine Creative Ministries, you can give at divinecreative.org or by downloading the Divine Creative app.